I'm not, I'm not going to count it down. I was getting amped up to say hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's the movie podcast where me, Josh, and my good friend Charles, we watch the movies. We watch the whole series. We, we start did. with one. We go all the way from page one of the Book of Saw into the very heart of the text of the Book of Saw. So then we do not finish the Book of Saw. Well, I mean, I would hate. I would, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I am not asking When Will It End on this bitch because we love Spiral. Yeah. We love Spiral. We've, well, we, we, we haven't really the talked ninth... about it yet, but we, did enjoy... we, we haven't really lined up. We, we both... watched the ninth Saw movie. We finally, we uh, and this is sort of an emotional moment. We sobbed last night. I held we Charles. Our toes are touching wow. now. We haven't had this It's moment. really, it's intimate. Wow. Look at this. This is beautiful. This is, this is what Saw has been all about. Saw, what was Jigsaw trying to teach all these people? A pre- cherish your life. Yeah. Spend time with your loved ones. Live, laugh, love. Uh, if you meal prep, you save money during the week That's and true. control your caloric intake. Right. And, That's one uh, of Jigsaw's biggest things. He also, uh, to go off of that as a side addendum, look out for your misfits markets, look out for your imperfect foods because you can save some pennies. Yeah. Also disrupt, innovate, uh, you know, make the market you want to see with Dogecoin. All things that Jigsaw took very seriously in his life. Rest yeah. in peace. And he was, he died and. 2008 or something right so you know he's been gone for a while um we saw i would say spiral exactly how it was intended to be seen <laughs> shout out to max all right i got a shout out to max here. a big shout out to our friend max i don't know this max it's charles's friend you, max like he's a long time listener oh really he's a Hello, Patreon max. subscriber. oh max we love you hi max uh we have he uh we, we've we've been watching movies online together throughout the pandemic it's been very fun, um, but he, like, I, we have different ways of pirating movies, and I'll bleep all this out. Max, you're safe from the government. Actually, he lives in Canada. They don't care about this shit in Canada. Yeah, Canada has no problems. It's a liberal paradise. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's just happy all the time there. I'm a torrent freak. And yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm, that shows my age, because I think the new way to do it is to stream. Like, because it's like Congress was recently passing this whole, like, anti-streaming bill as a part of the covid relief package right where they like slipped in oh by the way it's now a federal crime to be streaming on these websites yeah thanks obama yeah anyway i had for uh i'd forgotten i was like i couldn't remember if it was like vicum or vic w or i couldn't remember the website so Yesterday, we had plans to go out to the drive-in movie theater. We had a big plan to go to the drive-in movie theater. We were going to go to the one of the last drive-ins remotely close to me, about an hour away. Well, also, there are a few that are closer, but they stopped. I, I knew this was going to happen, and I didn't want to... I, didn't, I just knew that we weren't able, we're going to be able to watch this on a drive-in. I just knew it wasn't No, happen. I mean, okay, well, one with that attitude. Cruella's no. out. Oh, God. Quiet and, Place and 2 is out. We got, They're not still look, showing Lord books. Knows. Saw books. I'm dying to find out why Cruella DeVille is so fucked up and twisted. Because we all deserve to understand why villains be like that. Why and, they be like that? That's the thing. When I, see, when I see a bad guy, I'm like, why they be like that? That's the question. You know, what's the deal? Did, did freaking, did some drug addict smash Jill Tuck's pregnant stomach? Yes. Is that what happened? I'm told in Cruella, <laughs> she was pregnant with John Kramer's child, right? Gideon. And he just names all of his children a, Gideon. A Dalmatian drug addict uh, inadvertently killed the baby, and that sent Cruella off on the lifetime of, of uh, testing the limits of Dalmatian nature, creating twisted games for Dalmatians to uh, explore their guilt 
and and redeem themselves yeah. for the, their the, sins. Most of the games are collecting lots of Dalmatians to then hang out with a thin guy and a chubby guy. Yeah. By the way, Not if you're going game. to get minions, one should be very thin and, tall. and one should be very chubby and short. Yes. I don't make the rules. Yes. That's how it is. Anyways, we'd be so pretty good minions. We'd be great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Because I'm short and fat. Is that what you're saying? That is what you're saying. <laughs> That's not. That, How tall are you? That is not. How tall I, we're the are same you? height. We're the same okay, height. Okay, we're the same height. I'm 5'11. Okay, I'm 5'11 as well. Yeah. So I'm just, I, I'm I, just I, a Josh, larger it, version it, of the same height man. It had nothing to do with our sizes. I just had it. A, did clearly, I, it clearly. It clearly did. I just had an image, you know, of us doing crimes together. Yeah, you thought of like mm, tall, thin, short, fat. That's me and Josh right there. We just had such a good time pirating uh, the camera. Okay, so it's last Memorial night. Day weekend. I just thought we'd be a good, okay. be a good fit. Okay, yes, thank you. It's Memorial Day weekend. We were like, let's go do it. If you live in the Northeast, you know how fucking disgusting this weekend has been. It's like 40 degrees and raining. Yuck. And we're like, what? We're going to drive an hour to a drive in to watch a movie in the rain and then just drive home in the rain all night. It just, it just started, started to sound like a fucking, why are we doing this? Right. A, a classic when will it end situation right. before it even starts. Exactamundo. Yeah. So, uh, yes, thanks to Max, we scoured streaming sites and found what I would say is probably the best way, to, and I recommend this to listeners, the best way to watch Spiral. <laughs> I just remember those ads. The <laughs> Slotlights.com sponsored screening. Slotlight. Uh, Slotlight. You no, tell, it's, you're it's, telling me they're gambling? They got smoothies? On poker? They got Online? What? Uh, Money? Yes, there were. Now we have to give a lot of credit. There were two commercial breaks mm-hmm. in the movie, which which were great happen. commercials. It was a very charming ad man putting himself in a blender, and then money comes out of the blender when he turns it on. I was, it was like you know, it was magic. It was yeah. very cool. And there was also a continuous watermark for. I see. That's the thing is, I already forgot the the website is so a slotlights dot com. Is it? I don't think it is slotlights. It's slotlights dot com. Did you go to it last night? I did. Did I you, lost seven hundred dollars. That's not bad. On slotlights. You can make it up next time. But I had a blast. That's I had a blast. That's all I asked for. It's an online casino. Yeah. You know, the thing about a casino is that like, with rules that they're just like pumping you with free drinks. You're staying there for like thirty dollars a night. You know, there's there's just fried everything you want. I don't you know? the free drinks thing is amazing to me. I've never been to a casino, but that seems like a huge loss. Well, I think the more you have to be putting in not everyone gets the free drinks. Okay. But if you're like go. really dumping money in the, the drinks are nothing. They want you loose, baby. They want you on that crap stable. A shaka 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 showing like Mads, much like Mads. Totally. I knew you're going to take it there. Yeah, we uh, maybe we should save our discussion of that for uh, a bonus episode. We already did it. No, I'm talking Which about Mads? too young because we're thinking you're thinking ref and I'm thinking a few steps ahead of you. I, well, I was only one step. Ahead. We were in a ref and hole last night. We got all ref and out. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, about yeah, another Nikki round. Nikki winding big Nick winding. Reffin? Sneeze. Jesus. Yeah. I earlier this morning I drank seltzer wrong, which yeah. was a big source of uh agita yeah. to borrow a phrase from our Italian brothers and sisters in the car. Muy bueno. M- mucho, and I just sneezed wrong because it didn't happen, but it felt like I did it. Wow. So, anyways, yes, we watched Spiral uh from the Book of Saw, the 2021 Chris Rock helmed, I would say a very strong contribution to the saw franchise and look listeners you know that we have limped our way through the end of the saw franchise which has been heartbreaking saw 3d very bad jigsaw i wish it never happened and this feels like we were watching this and of course they got the big booze back so here's here's my theory boot the booze is back we got nine movies and much in the same way let's let's imagine ourselves briefly as 
oh, I don't know, a predatory mortgage lender or perhaps a corrupt cop. Sure. Saws one through six were the like the heyday of our our antics you know are we feel feeling good feeling above the law feeling like we can get away with anything feeling so good and then saw seven and eight are the troubling twisted games where we finally are feeling the pressure of the actions that we've just no give me hold on okay this is a nosedive right now you got to pull up and then saw nine is okay. once we've been we've like removed limbs gone through the the torment that was saw seven and eight to redeem ourselves and feel whole again through the help of jigsaw our Uh, master sure yes fine i just trying to arc out the yeah the series yeah no i I got that yeah well i don't know i thought it was pretty good it wasn't it's not good uh but yes okay so the, the what we like about jigsaw as a serial killer is that at his best, he's targeting people who have disproportionate amounts of power in our society, in a society where, thanks to a moribund democratic system that that is essentially a joke at this point, and uh, co- corporate oligarchies, and basically everything that we're powerless against in this world, what was so liberating in those movies is to watch Jigsaw target corrupt cops and target healthcare executives and take people to task who we really feel societally deserve that yeah Yeah, journalists journalists number one with a bullet and by that i mean they should we should you know kick them out of a pipe and let them blow up exact one yeah all of them um we should make them figure out the puzzles before the nail bombs go off is all i'm trying to say yeah um so this movie dials it right in this is a movie that is 100 percent about cops yeah we're back there, there is not a moment's doubt as to what the political message of this movie is. And I feel like it's weird that uh, I was almost expecting there to be some sort of weird conservative backlash to Spiral, like some sort of like fake morality outrage media narrative. I got a theory that conservatives are just dumb. Well, go off, King. Yeah, thank you. So wow. they saw it and they just saw a slippery, bloody mess. But when, you know, liberals were so smart. So smart. We see above the saws. Ugh, it's so my brain is so big. Joe Biden freaking owns. Yeah, that guy's epic. The, you seen his car? You had the commercial with the car. Mm, yeah, the longest car, the biggest brain. Longest car, biggest brain from Delaware. That's how liberals choose their presidents. Yeah, on smartness. Republicans choose the smallest brain, the smallest dick, and the smallest hand. They voted for Trump because he's hot, and like that shows how shallow they are. Right. Like, yeah, is he a dime piece? Yeah, they want a hot. They king. just want a hot king, and we want a smart, smart, pu- smart, uh, smart mm. papa man, old, old uncle friend. Oh, yeah, he's our uncle. friend. Yeah, he's our old uncle friend. But yes, no. So this movie, fucking politically, I was just in love with the fact yeah. that this is about like, you know, is it like Zeke is the cop who outed another bad cop? But but Zeke, the the, the main character played with Chris Rock, he isn't like a cool guy. He isn't not an asshole. He's still a fucking asshole. And he's still trying to fight for a system that by the end of the movie we are shown in excruciating detail is irredeemable and is unfixable. And the yeah. beauty of the big twist when we realize who the freaking pig mask guy is, is that, you know, the narrative could be, you know, uh, we'll just go ahead and freaking say it, the rook shanks or whatever shanky man the shank dog charlie's father charlie's yes charlie's papa shank but not really because charlie doesn't actually exist there is no charlie charlie on his arm right he skinned some some other guy (laughs) that ruled (laughs) he didn't like join the police to redeem it from the inside he joined the police to burn it to the fucking ground from the inside yeah which is uh, 
it is a fantasy of mine. Like that's those are Charles, we're recording this. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. But no, you hear about cops who try to take it down from the inside by being a good cop. And that shit just does not work. And I, uh, the, the the excellent Steve McQueen uh, mini film, Red, White, and Blue, starring John Boyega, where John Boyega rightfully won a Golden Globe for his performance, is all about a uh, a Jamaican immigrant in or the, 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 a first-generation Jamaican-British guy joining the police department. And spoiler, it's very hard to fix a thing that's broken. Unless... You put them through some twisted games. Yeah, unless you subject them all to awesome twisted games. We were so bummed about 7 and 8 because it Ugh. felt like the games had creatively hit such a wall where 7, the, the, really the only game I remember is the opening game. And only, I remember because it, it fucking sucks and, and it's and so the sexist race, and, and the shitty. racist game. Which was the racist one? The one with the, who was it, Blink-182 or Olympic? Oh, yes, or Chester Bennington yeah. from... Uh, Lincoln Park, rest Lincoln in peace. Park. So like, you're racist. Yeah. You're um, dry. And it just like literally a, all that. So we've realized this the last two episodes watching the last two movies that all the games in seven and eight are like ones you can't win. And I know that this are like that was Hoffman's deal. But that's why the, the other ones are better is that these are actually like here's a situation where you can escape if you want to. But you got to want to. Yeah. And this one's from, from the very get go. From the first corrupt cop who's forced to choose between tearing his tongue out or getting hit by a freaking train. Spoiler, he does both. He chooses both. <laughs> what a great. I love that's he with the same both. guy, um, the rapist in four or whatever, who yeah. chooses to plunge one eye out but also get all of his limbs ripped off. That's the best way to get through a saw game. What, to sort of half do it and then be to like, almost do it, suffer oh, almost yeah. everything, but also then still die at the hands of the jigsaw. Yeah, because there's no points, you know, you, you know, that clock's ticking, all right? TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. So, you know, you can't uh, you can't fiddle faddle around with that one. Um, so that was a fantastic like right from the get go, we open with a game that rules and the, the wrist being bound with barbed wire Ugh. and the tongue being squeezed between that horrible thing. And 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 again, as we've been alluding to, the great Derek middle name uh, Boozman is back and Darren, right? Darren, is it? I, I don't know. You have a computer right there. Check it out. I know, I'm typing it in. Anyways, Darren Boozman, Darren, Darren Lynn Boozman. Yeah, the guess grit, that. the texture, all the things that we were sort of starting to be like, are we? Have we left that wonderful, disgusting, sad, woebegotten Sovers? And in this, we sort of see more of the city than we've ever seen before, which is like right. called Metropolis, San Metro. Yeah, yeah, which is great. I love that they finally have acknowledged that this isn't a real city, and that's sort of why we like. That's why seven and eight are bad. Is that they have this like endless scope to their timelines and space where the other movies like if it's not taking place in a twisted game it's taking place in a house or someone looking over an unknown city right and i like that this sort of like we live a little more in the city but it still is just like this unknown city yeah uh it's like gotham right so so now there's a subway system and it's like great this is like just enough of this that we're not questioning it or getting confused by it because i think the, the thing about 3d that sucks so bad is that opening game where it's like the, pub, the the one public game that has ever happened in the Sovers right. is just such a, like a, a, a it really stands out and raises so many questions. Right, and that's the thing is what we realized through watching all nine Saw movies is that in the same way that like the Purge asks a lot of questions, but you don't actually want any of them answered. Like Saw Seven was the one that was like, what if there are survivor groups for this thing that's been happening for a few months? Like what if there's like all these things that maybe make sense if you don't think about it long enough, but once you make a movie about it, you're like. This is too much. This is too big. This doesn't make sense. 
Right. And of course, the book on on him certainly, uh, again, raises more questions. This right. Is who published what looks like a 700 page book on Jigsaw, like of three weeks when we have after. no clue how long this has been going on for. Um, right. And, and, and to move to our criticism of eight, what we're saying is Jigsaw has become in a fucking dead weight to this franchise. We need to move past Jigsaw. Like, and this movie, thank God. Has and look, I, I'm not saying this because I I don't want Tobin Bell to be in these movies. I love Tobin Bell. I'm gonna be extremely clear. I stand a Tobin Bell. Tobin yeah. Bell rules. But eight sucks so bad because it's like it's bending over double to work him in. And it, at right. the end, the reveal. But that was 400 years ago. Ah. It's like, well, this is stupid. Also, it's so loose and like you know, like fucking intestines just pouring out of someone's asshole. Just like, oh, we're at a farm. And now we're at, like, just, like, the setting was so loose and took four days, which we thought it all took place on one day. It was just confusing. It raised too many questions. This is bare to the bone. It moves very quickly. They use the very clever device of, there's a red herring of, is Samuel L. Jackson the freaking killing man? Is he? And it's like, well, we have, they they set up very cleverly, a very subtle way to to make a chronology for the film where he's going to have dinner with his father, and that doesn't happen. And yes. I think that's like a very that's good screenwriting where we don't need a ticking clock. We don't need like a, a shot of a calendar being crossed off. We have a very simple cue as to how much time has elapsed. And this movie, look, the beauty of the thing we watched this, you know, HD camera rip on, you know, moviemagic.net slash buzz free film or whatever, like it ends at 87 minutes pre-credits like if anything, we found the ending even more abrupt than frankly, it is already a very abrupt ending but like this yeah. just cuts our stream cut at directed by darren, darren lynn boozman and that was it so we're just like it, it goes to silence so abruptly and i think that's a great like we sort of joked like yeah obviously darren was it is it darren lynn yes you okay. nailed it fuck yes yeah obviously darren does not intend this movie to be seen with slotlights.com as a watermark dancing around like that dvd thing that never hits the corner like that is probably not the intended way to watch this movie. I don't think Chris Rock would... I think he'd have a lot to say. A lot to say about these mm. clowns watching freaking Spiral from the Book of Saw. We'd get tested. we get tested but for sure. I do want to strangely point out that, yes, having a Saw movie uh, suddenly just stop, like, that was very jarring to the point where the movie is already incredibly jarring. I want to talk to you about it because I don't know if I liked the ending, but I did like the suddenness of like, oh, I'm no longer watching this movie. Well, I mean, as anyone who's gone on this journey with us knows, the ramp up musically at the end of every Saw movie is like, it's fucking, it's very intense. And there's usually like minutes of build up to the fight. And so I just have it cut to silence was like, oh, Um, yeah. So this is interesting. Uh, I didn't realize this. This was written by the same writing team who wrote Jigsaw. So Pete Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg are back after hmm. Jigsaw. That's and interesting. Jigsaw, we we Bad. truly terrible. We we needn't remember, remind people who listened to last week's episode about the scene. But talk about dialogue, woof! Like 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 the presence of a strong. The presence of a Chris Rock was a very clearly had a very vivid and he, and he gets story writing credits I believe yeah but a very clear idea of what he wanted to do with this template and Boozman back man you wonder without those pieces what another Stolberg Goldfinger script would have been like Woof. because no one brought anything to Jigsaw that's a fucking flat that that's just a, a, a turd there's a um like a Dark Knight story running around about how this movie actually got started 
in the same way that we like when he tells the story about his scars you know i've heard that he like barged into an executive's office i heard that he was talking while they're both pissing next to each other i've heard that he just offered it as at a party like i'm not really sure how this started but this does seem to be a chris rock thing yeah so okay according to chris rock the origins of Spiral came from a chance meeting with the vice chairman of Lionsgate, Michael Burns. They were at a friend's wedding in Brazil. So if you're ever wondering what it's like to be successful in life, that's it. It's, you're, you meet people at friends' weddings in Brazil. And they basically just like, I guess, talked at a wedding and <laughs> that led to Spiral, which is kind of mind blowing. But uh, yeah, basically, it seems like Lionsgate was like, and look, just to put this in context, Jigsaw. It does $100 million on a $10 million budget. Yeah. As far as Lionsgate can tell, this is this is still a very sound investment. You're never going to lose money on one of these movies. What was the budget on Spiral? Great question. The budget goes up to a $20 million right. investment, making this easily by a significant, I think, what, maybe 14? three or four? is like a, yeah. maybe a little under 12 or something. This is easily the most expensive movie. I wonder how much of that is just Chris Rock. You, you know, you're I mean, bringing Rock I mean, this to the is, genre. I think you could see how cheap Jigsaw was. As the Jigsaw character was killed off in the third film, Boozman felt that previous films did a disservice by using flashbacks to bring Jigsaw into the story, and he didn't want to repeat the same mistake in Spiral, nor to disrespect Bell's iconic performance. An idea Boozman considered to include Bell in Spiral was to have Bell singing a Johnny Cash cover during the ending sequence. That would have been great. Oh no! Which one, pain this is or like whatever? Hoffman versus the Mafia in in uh, what five or six or something. Yeah, like like great lost ideas from the Sovereigns. Oh. I say go for it, Darren. Fucking have Tobin Bell sing. You know, I hurt myself and Nine Inch Nails, but you know, in the manner of a Johnny Cash. Right. I like that when you you know most people cover the um the I can't remember the Jared the Buck who who did Hallelujah. Could it originally? No, no, that's what I'm saying. I feel like most people are covering the the Jeff Buckley version. version. Because then famously, Zacky Snipes (laughs) plays the original one in Watchmen. Everyone's like, that's the fucking worst version of Hallelujah I've ever heard. (laughs) It's like, oh, that's the original one. Well, that's how it started. And you know what? I don't blame you because uh, Leonard Cohen's producer stole all his money and probably gave him a bunch of bad ideas in the 80s to do more synth shit. (laughs) And we got synthed out last night watching oh, we sure Too did. Old to Die Young. We got a lot of synth. Okay, so an early version of the script, uh, Zeke was related to Danny Glover's character. That's what I thought was going to happen. Tap, and apparently um, uh, the screenwriters said it didn't pass the smell test. Why? I don't know. I guess having pr- like prominent black characters be related does maybe feel like a lazy... Well, they're both black. You know what I mean? I guess mean? so. I, that doesn't sound like no. That's, that's a great good point. Writing, I think you know? for me, what's cool about it is that I love how connected everything is in the Sawverse. Yeah, and yeah, I don't. You're right. I think that maybe is that what the, is that what a smell test is? Well, I, I can't speak races? to why they didn't do it. I think they were just like, you know, do we keep going back or move forward? Maybe it's nothing to do with race. Maybe they're saying like we just didn't want to go backwards. Yeah, it's possible. But I think it would have been lazy and I think unfortunate. Mm. Um, Boozman said that there was discussions about bringing back the great Costas Mandalore as freaking Hoffman. Ooh. Fuck. The Hoffman is back. He does. He's the only survivor, really. Like, Basically, yeah. A bad guy survivor. Well, just there's so much unresolved at the end of 3D. Yeah. That, Which is uh, fine. Hey, we freaking thought Donnie Wahlberg was dead. Egg on my face. What do you mean? He's dead. No, no, no. But I'm saying before oh, four, we were like, well, yeah. bye, Don. I think in maybe the, episode, the third movie that we were like, well, Donnie's finally dead. Right. Rip. He's a bag. 
He's gone. He's a bag man. But no. Um, yeah, so basically I think it's very interesting that, you know, uh, there was clearly a lot of serious effort to move this franchise into a new gear. So I see this as like – it's wild to me that there's this franchise as strong as this that we've covered where the ninth movie has opened up an entirely new plateau to explore. So here's what I'm saying. Whether or not we loved the ending, which I agree, even in a series legendary for compressing stuff into the final five minutes, I think if three really – the ending of three still – it's a whirlwind to me. It is. And the ending of four, if you've not seen the first three movies, the ending of four is completely incomprehensible, which I love. Yeah. But I'm I'm blown away that they have – I think they cracked it. I think Jigsaw was the, the opposite of this movie. Jigsaw was the wrong direction. Yes, absolutely. Like, can you imagine, like, we make this movie basically 10 years later and our solution to making a good movie is to – have half the movie take place 10 years ago like how we're talking about lazy that's like the laziest shit to like try to reboot something is to just have it take place back when we had the actor alive yeah because like it 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 most of all feels like a convenience and and that really is insulting yes jigsaw really right now is battling at the bottom of the pile for me because jigsaw i think really is like some of the least creative seven is like at least ambitious in how shitty it is yeah but like no, they just I, can't connect the dots we're gonna get there because we okay. have a, that's like gonna be a third of this fucking episode is me trying to remember what happened in what movie that's fair and trying to rank this shit it is difficult i can't even count to nine most days do it right now one two three four five six seven nine you're so this is what always so happens. close did i miss one well, in the naming structure, you'd have to go one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, six, three D numbers, uh, nine. Yeah, um, yeah. So obviously, the the uh, the critical response to this, I think, is very interesting. It basically got bad reviews. Like Rotten Tomatoes got thirty seven percent, average rating like five point one or something like that. It looks like okay, that's, audiences kind of the cinema score is a B minus, which for a Saw movie I feel like is that's rough. Generous, yeah. Oh, oh, you think that's a rough score for a Saw? No, but I think that, Saw's always thing. been no. It's trash. a fa- it's a, no, but it's a fan favorite. I'm saying that the oh, cinema that's, score, that's the, the, the audience response. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. What, is, what, what is an IMDb? IMDb right now, which is usually you know as we've discussed, is right. a, a, a the, the, the biggest barometer. idiots in the universe. Yeah, they give it a five point eight, which is interesting. I think for a sequel, that actually is not bad. No, 5.8 is like right in the wheelhouse of potentially a very good movie. Uh, Benjamin Lee of The Guardian. He's a Brit governor. What he say about it? One star out of five. Said it's bad. What? Russian half-assed, stupidly written, worst of all, increasingly dull. He ended his review by saying, game over. Oh. Who the fuck are you, Ben Lee? Fucking brilliant, mate. That's how the movies end. Bloody hell. Uh, torturously bad? Oh, that's the thing that happens in the movie. What a loser. They torture people. Wow. And then This uh, guy sounds like a total wanker, if you ask me. Brian Telerico, who gave this one and a half stars in his review for RogerEbert.com. And again, Roger Ebert would have been like, oh, it's uh, subways are fun. I love to ride the subway. When I was a boy. Well, why wasn't there more subways in it? I used to look at all the people on the subway, imagining what was happening in their heads. He, he hit the film for its tone and the direction. And that sucks, because Boozman is the man. I don't get it. We were t- we talked while we were watching. Well, probably while one of the commercials was happening, or during one of the buffering sequences, where we were like, 
What a life. Can you quickly just see what Elvis Abuzman's done? Because it's, it's amazing to basically be excellent at making sauce equals. And that's just what you're good at. It's like, that's your gift. Yeah. And they took him out of the game stupidly for a few movies. And you can feel that he's back. Okay, this is very interesting. So he's a, he is a big fan of alternate reality games and immersive experiences. So basically, from 2016 to 2020, he's been involved in like five immersive theater things. Wow. So it does seem like there is something about the visceral, emotional labyrinth of the Saw experience where he was like, I want to really pursue this in real games. life, which yeah. is really interesting. Oh, my God. One of them, the Theater Macabre, which was launched in 2018, had a thousand-page script. Fuck. Darren. Um, he said, it's the most intricately designed and choreographed show that we've done where there are endless possibilities and you walk through the door. Anything can happen based on your choices as a participant. Oh, so it's like a Escape the Room or a Choose Your Own or a Bumbersnatch. Wow, the Lust Experience uh, is about an ancient cult recruiting new members, and the creators pulled every spring they could to push us to our mental limits. Ooh. So it seems like he's really into this idea of like, okay, I've made Saw movies. I want to put people into freaking Saw. Yeah. He's done. He's now really amped on this guy. What an interesting man. He became a bit of a jigsaw. Bit of a jigsaw. No one died, I hope. Huh, he was attached to do a remake of Scanners. I'm, I don't think that happened. Interesting. He did a remake. Oh, this is kind of fun. This could, be a, this could be a bonus episode. He did a remake of Mother's Day. No, not Gary Marshall's Mother's Day. Though Damn. I would give any, I would give everything to see Darren Lynn Boothman's <laughs> version of Gary Marshall's Dude, Mother's Day. It's a, it's a fucking staggering display of multiple characters all coming together to torture each other. Yeah, so basically he's made a shit ton of low-budget movies in between his biggest exposures, which has been Saw's 2, 3, 4, and Spiral. And honestly, I think at the end of the day, we are may find ourselves realizing that Boozman is the secret sauce to this entire franchise. Yeah, no, I think you're right. You, wait, which, can you repeat those numbers again? 2, 3, two, three 4, and 9. Yeah, those are the best movies yeah, in the series. for sure. Yeah, it's wow. int- that's really interesting. 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 Um, yeah, he's directed a lot of stuff, but this is really not. Uh, these are small releases. There's Angelus is made for TV. There's not even a Wikipedia link to that one. But he did uh, repo the genetic opera, which we talked about, mm-hmm. which I've, we I have not seen, but people it has a cult following as I yeah. understand it. So yeah, what an interesting guy. How's the budget or box office doing right now for Spiral? I know not I good know. right now. Well, that's the thing is this pandemic still. It opened before. Everything really opened up. So I'm just sort of curious if this is the first. So theoretically, as of uh, the box office that I'm seeing right now has it at like $27 million. So even even during a pandemic, a Saw movie can still make you a little profit. A little profit, though. This obviously would be the the least the worst performing. Right. But I mean, that's other than seven or six or seven. It's real. We're in a weird time, man. Yeah. Can we even understand what a box office means anymore? Yeah. It's complicated. It, it does seem like the, the, the Wikipedia says that there was an announcement about there being a Saw 10 greenlighted, mm-hmm. but Boozman was like, slow down, you little scamp. Really? Yeah, he's, he's, he said it was. he was surprised by that announcement because he said he, he's not. So huh, uh, who's to say? Again. Um, so again, we may be back here sooner than later to, to update our Saw coverage. Right. But we, are, I am, we are finally about to get to our first interruption episode i've been dreaming about this 
Yeah, we're getting what with, with F nine. Yeah, with F nine. Yeah, but like we have sh- sh- apparently almost all the franchises we've done have had talks of new ones, and they just never come out. So, well, I mean, obviously we had planned most of our twenty twenty around there not being a fucking pandemic, right? So, there I'm you just saying, like uh, Austin Powers technically has another one. Jaws, I think, has another one. I kicked something. Yeah, that's okay. You can't see it. Okay, let's um, let's oh, turn to, to okay. Uh, most valuable deaths and most valuable player for Spiral because I think we need to you know sort of yeah, get into Spiral I want to talk a bit. about these traps briefly as well to sort of get into our MVD discussion because the traps are back the traps are good we mentioned that a little bit earlier but they look I mean even through a fucking disgusting off-centered cam rip these are this looks good and that's sort of what the old ones 7 and 8 have had such bad traps these are great these are visceral they're quick you can get out if you want to. So yeah, let's go through them. I don't even know if I've chosen an MVD yet. We have to go through all of them, but like, no, I, let's go through some of the like top three. Which I talked about the opening one, of yeah, course, which is a good one, where the where Boz gets his freaking tongue ripped out. Um, I was really, really delighted by the finger pulley trap. Yeah, that that was, was fucking very disgusting. eerie. Because like one, I think what what Boozman gets design wise and, and and how he uses the camera is that. When people's faces are all fucked up, it's really upsetting. Yeah. I, I think if you look back over the entire franchise, you know, what, we're humans. Most people who are like neurotypical people draw in so much information from other people's faces. I and saw that. when we look in the mirror, we're like, you know, we're like, hey, buddy. Hey, good looking. How you doing today? And I, I pull up my, my comb and right. I drag it across my fucking greasy with whale dripping, blubber yeah. yeah just tallow whale tallow streaked through my gorgeous mane it's very um, good looking today well yeah I'm, I'm gonna grow it out for a while i'm graying good. on the side so i look like, sort of like logan if logan was uh, kind of like a, a, a dumpy guy who'd never cleaned up his car or office mm-hmm. um anywho uh yeah thank you i want to do want to thank you for not blaming me for getting your cds wet you did a bad job i'm still blaming you oh you just wrenched the door open I opened a door. You did a bad job. I literally opened the I, Charles I was just trying to destroy I, my beloved CD collection. I wanted to thank you for taking ownership of your messy car, but now you actually secretly... I could tell. I if knew it. If you talked to me about it, we would have been done it together. We just wrench the door. You don't just open a door. No. Don't you watch Saw movies? You don't just open yeah, a door. That's true. Cause it could, a could pin pull a pin <laughs> out. All of a sudden, it's like, there's a bomb you in your butt. Si- You've got to poop now seconds. or it'll freaking blow your butt, man. I could do that. Yeah, you could poop on command. Um, yes, no. Uh, okay, so, right. So, in this movie, we get lots of people's faces getting really fucked up or wearing really grim, brutal devices. So, in that one where one of the co- one of the corrupt cops has to either have his fingers ripped off or get electrocuted, he's wearing that, like, fucked up hockey mask with the weird thing over his mouth. And it's not even really clear how that plays into the trap. It's just, like, so really fucked up. I think it was a little hard to hear, but I think what it was was you have to bite down on it and if you like let go to scream or something it stops oh, so the, the more no. so and it's a timed trap because if you don't do it in time uh the water fills up the copper hits the water and you so he was another one that successfully ripped all his fingers off but also got killed by the trap that was a common theme in this movie yeah um okay the fucking uh whirlwind of glass where the guy Ugh. is chained up that can't be real I, listeners <laughs> Members of the fuck squad. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the fuck squad. Right, Welcome back, fuck squad. Yeah. If you work at a redemption center. 
Of course it's no. But Please tell us if really there is idiot. literally a machine that shoots glass across a room. No, it's rigged up by freaking uh, new jigsaw, jigsaw okay. 2.0. But yes, um, uh, just you know, the guy who looks like a very James Woods type, who's like, ah, I shot this fucking guy, and actually he's the most crucial character in the movie. He really, is. he guns down uh, as we find out the father of new jigsaw because he's, he's willing to testify against a corrupt cop. Um, and Zeke didn't really act fast enough to resolve this situation. No, he's pathetic. Right. Well, he gets him kicked out, but then everyone hates him, and, and the Jigsaw guy's like, I'm still mad at you, FYI. Yeah, so this, that's like, we didn't really talk about this plot at all, but that is why this movie is, you know, it's it's about a man who is a survivor of police violence who sees for literally, not even for no reason, but to save another dirty cop, a second dirty cop murders an innocent man. And then the sun rises from those ashes to cause havoc on the Metro Police Department. It's great. Yeah, while still being very uh, uh, misogynistic. he does. Zeke still seems like kind of a dick. Oh, Zeke. I was talking about Charlie. Or not Charlie. Charlie's dad. Oh, oh sorry. I, I was confused by what you were saying. My bad. I take it back. I take it back. But, but Zeke is still problematic. Zeke is problematic yeah. because he's a cop. But Shank is like, no, I see what you're saying. I thought you were saying because Samuel L. Jackson did nothing. No, nope. Zeke rose from right. Okay, no, no, but Z- I mean that their characters are similar, very parallel, freaking parallel. They both have dads. They both have dads. They're both dudes. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, sorry, but they're both cops. Uh, now they are. Yeah, but wait, can you really call one of them a cop? He's more a jigsaw with a side hustle. That's true. He's most of his time is spent jigsawing. Um, also, I like that in this one, unlike like Seven, is so absurd. We didn't we didn't really talk about in Seven how. This the construction of the main trap in seven is just confounding. Like it's it's just it's very hard to believe that you know this one chain dragged people through a barn. It's just the uh, the premise Wait, is eight. interesting. That's eight. Yeah. Excuse me. Well, I, I mean, seven has the fucking terrible public the, yeah. the opening trap in seven. You don't need is to so mention bad. it ever again. But in eight, yes. Excuse me. In Jigsaw, the single chain dragging through the barn, and it's it's. It I just thought it was going to be cool, but right. then it goes on for days. And right. I'm like, oh, this is no longer cool. And we never really understand exactly what the apparatus. It's just the whole thing is very irritating. Yeah. It looks turned like more like a Japanese game show. You keep bringing that up. I feel like it's racist. I don't. I haven't brought it up once. Fuck squad is Charles racist? Send off in the comments. Um, but yes. So in in seven, the, the, each trap is so self. Excuse me. I'm like I'm so confused. There's there's so many fucking. We should have rewatched them all. Yeah, got we it. Should have done it. All right, let's pause it. Okay, we, we watched just, all the Saw movies again, but we watched them at the same time. To yeah, save time. simultaneously. It took about an hour you know, and a half. An hour and a half. Well, no, the first Saw is again almost two hours long, That's which right. is very funny to look back on. Yeah, micro budget and is still longer than all the other ones. Um, yeah, in Spiral, all the traps are so self-contained that they're very satisfying. You're not left asking big questions like you are in Jigsaw, where it's like, "Well, where's the ultimate mechanism of the big chain or whatever?" So it was just nice to them, like you know, get back to basics, so to speak. Mm. Yeah. So I, I think why um, I want to just one more MVD in the running, and then I want to talk about the ending because the ending is weird still to me and it has a death in it. But my, I think my favorite D. Yeah, I'm gonna award it to uh, the the hot office, uh, the hot the hot CEO of the police. But yes, the hot CEO of police. Yeah, she's cool. I, I forget she's her name. Captain Garza is her name. Okay, she um is uh investigating as cops do. Don't do it if you. She goes down to the freaking basement. Uh, uh, look. <laughs> have you ever seen a freaking horror movie? 
Mm-hmm. Don't go to the basement. Even by in Cop yourself. Town, even in Cop Town. Because yeah. the, the, the uh, Shank distracts the cops by attacking a police officer somewhere, so everyone's all in a kerfuffle. Right, it's like that scene in Dark Knight. I'm sorry to keep bringing this up, but when all the cops go into the sewer, this is very Dark similar. Rises, yeah. yeah, and again, that you know, they all go to this one car. There's a man who cut my arm a few times. Yeah, and that, and then Zeke's like. Something else is going on. Bum, bum, bum. Anyways, Garza's getting freaking waterboarded with hot wax. And Fucking the only awesome. way to get out is to sever her spinal cord. What the? This, this is like brings everything to an 11. Yeah, really uh, good. And once again, she probably severs her spinal cord, but also is drowned in wax. And then Zeke tries to give the flayed skinned face uh, a CPR. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, not successful. Yeah. Not not gonna work. There apparently, I would taste bad. Many cuts of this movie were NC seventeen for another trap that I think they had to cut out of the movie. The entire trap got cut. I believe so, if I read it correctly. Oh my god! I yeah. want to see this trap. I know. Uh, yes. Okay. According to director Darren Lynn Boozman, a trap containing someone getting their face cut off had to be cut from the film in order for it to receive an R rating. Wow. Uh, so, oh boy. Hey, maybe you can buy it on Blu-ray. Yeah. So, so your MVD is Garza's truly yeah. stomach churning death. Really fucked up. Yeah. And it yeah. looks, I like a good black goop. Yeah. The black wax yeah. like masking your face. That's like a really memorable. For me, I am going to give it to the, uh, uh, broken glass whirlwind for sheer like, <laughs> Like, because there's so many very simple. The beauty of this movie is that, again, in in some of the other ones we've watched, things get very complicated, and that's usually to their detriment. And something as simple as we're gonna blast shattered glass at you across a room. This is basically like a limbs bin set. Basically, yeah. It's freaking. Well, again, watching. You know, some, the beauty of the, the relationship between noise and horror is incredibly close. There's a lot of iconic noise musicians who are like. You know, horror movies are the origin of what we do. So that that is not lost on me that no. there's a very rich tradition between experimental extreme music and horror movies. Because again, similar ideas, playing with texture, playing with you know really intense sound design, playing Twisting with tension and dynamics. Yeah. yeah. Um. So both great deaths. Yeah, that one was weird because it was it was more testing Zeke, who I, I thought that whole scene was really interesting. Well, it's a callback to four where he literally says. If you just stand aside and do nothing, justice will be done. Right. This is a bad guy. He murdered my fucking father. He's a corrupt cop. You know he's bad. Just do nothing. Yeah. And then he. it's interesting that Zeke is... The, we have the basically the Saw from Saw 1, the only real connection point to the previous Saw movies. Like well, physical and it's, it's understated, but when Zeke gets captured eventually, he wakes up chained to a pipe. That's what I'm getting to. Yeah, right. and he's presented with the Saw. But he's also presented with a bobby pin that allows him to just pick the lock, which, like, that's, I think that was the moment for me when I was like, oh, this movie's speeding up at, a, at, like, an exponential rate. Like, why is he suddenly allowed to just go free, to then not do very much here, to then go and see his papa strung up in the blood tubes? Well, okay, so and it's just well, like, well, in five minutes, the movie's over. Our problem is the final third is very compressed. And I'm not entirely sure why that is the case. I want a two-hour. This could have been a two-hour saw movie. Yeah, and well, very this successful. should have been a two-hour saw yeah. movie because basically, once the main character is abducted, I think theoretically you're like, okay, now we're going to change gears in. into yeah. like the. And then, as you pointed out, 
it just starts to move very quickly. And the big revelation is not just that Shank is still alive, but that his father, the celebrated police chief, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, who everyone thinks is like the man, actually was overseeing the corruption or hiding the corruption or right. not doing his part. And so is to- Garza. They're both doing it in their good cop, bad cop sort of ways. But right. You sort of see Garza as a, like the nice cop. And then you just learn that she's awful, too. Well, they're they're both just supporting this horrible system of corruption and deceit and and abuse. And so then and again, I'm still trying I'm still shell shocked from how fast this happens. But like as the police descend on the final trap where we see Samuel L. Jackson pouring blood out of like a million arteries into jars on the floor. It's an amazing visual. Yeah, it's good. But basically, Zeke is like forced to either, you know, do nothing so or he's presented with a, a single bullet in a in a six six shooter and he says you can certainly kill me or sorry uh charlie's dad who charlie doesn't actually exist which shank. I, just call him shank his name is shank, is shank. okay yeah. it's a funny name shank. shank uh shank says here's a bullet you can certainly kill me I, I would get that that makes sense but i'm also you can also shoot this target on a wall and that will save your dad but then he so obviously he shoots the target and then he gets into a fight with Shank and this is it's like almost out of my mind the suddenly There's, the SWAT team descends Oh right they on, cut a they cut the door off and that right. lifts Papa right back up again into a marionette and then what I think is an amazing visual that again I wish I'd gotten more time to breathe earlier so they've replaced Billy the puppet with like these pig. grotesque pig mask cop dolls on Great marionettes choice. and then cutting back and forth between the pig doll marionette and Samuel L. Jackson Samuel L. Jackson raises his gun as if he's going to shoot at the cops and is gunned down by his own police force right which is a nice uh, a very nice visual take in 2021 it's just a black man uh, who is uh, a they fucking don't, police chief, a poli- like, does, but also like doesn't give a chance to explain himself. Has is just the benefit of the doubt is that he is uh, going to deserves to be killed. Yeah. So that's like the game ends with, and it suddenly it's over. Uh, the door shuts. Shank, Shank is, escapes. Escapes Which and is great. Uh, Zeke is arrested. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. And it's it like, ends. Wow, holy shit! So abruptly. <laughs> um, right, and 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 it's a kind of a pity. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt because, like I said. This clearly is not going to be unless this is a complete disaster financially. And so far, it is the very least not been a disaster. Um, If this is setting up a new tone and a new direction for the series, I think this is brilliant. I think the movie works. I gave it four. I gave it a four. Ultimately, I think I did a three. Right. Because I really enjoyed it. I had a blast with it. I think it structurally, unfortunately, falls apart a bit at the end. But I was still so impressed with the general accomplishments of it as the ninth film in a franchise and a, and a, and a rebound from two failed experiments that I, I, I'm, I want to be generous towards it. Mm. But I do agree the ending, which raises a lot of incredible questions about fatherhood and policing and race. And it does all of a sudden just hurdle to a conclusion and you're sort of left thinking i think i missed something which is not a great feeling no and maybe it's again i've like i've gotten that feeling before in both three and four and maybe even five and i, I rewatched four and the second viewing was better well three so, as i've mentioned repeatedly three was the one where i was like i am a little perplexed like <laughs> yeah the ending of that gets very fast very quickly yeah but it, it also it's it's a long ending so even though it amps up you get the music for a very long time is fun Everyone's talking about their feelings. I, <laughs> I really like the ending of three. This is, yeah. 
I think the problem was that we knew Shank. We didn't see his face. So we were like, oh, obviously Shank is alive. And obviously Shank, like after a half an hour, we knew that he right. was the we, bad we guy. We believe him to have been skinned and, and left dangling, but no. So I think that's the problem is it spent most of its finale explaining that he was Jigsaw. And we're like, okay, yeah, we already get that. No, but I think it's important to lay out. I, I, I didn't mind that. But I think the other ones, the the twists have actually been surprising. So spending a moment of montage and explanation has always been forgiven because it's like, I am so wowed by what happened. I will allow you to explain it to me. Where here it's like, yeah, we, we got it. I don't need... Well, I don't I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I don't think I, I quite got, took the, had the same takeaway. I think that final image of the marionette thing is so powerful but I think that was brilliant. I wanted more Zeke. I wanted Zeke to be tested more. I wanted Zeke to have more to do. Exactly. So that 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 was my biggest issue. I think the Shank was great. I love Shank. Yeah. Good job. Because I, I think that's what this movie tries. I, I don't know. It doesn't need to be as explicit. But the fact that he's like supposedly a good cop because he outed a rat. Like we sort of give him more credit as a police officer. And I do want the rig treatment. I want the Hoffman treatment. I want everyone. Not Hoffman. I guess he gets away with it. But I want the. Danny, what's his name? Who's the who's the who's the pathetic one that gets his head smashed? Oh, fucking uh, Officer Eric uh, Matthews. Yeah, yeah, I want them. I wanted. Detective I wanted Eric Zeke Matthews. to. I mean, maybe this is gonna happen in the sequel. But like, I wanted. I wanted to get some bad cop showdown for Zeke too, because yeah. he's he's bad. He breaks a man's leg and pours tequila all over it, or whatever. Right. He's not good. Yeah. Well. That's what I'm saying. I want give me saw ten. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm as I said earlier, I'm not asking when it will end. It's a great. We, segue. we now have work to do. Most valuable player uh, quickly, and then we have to get into end of. Well, series I'm also. I just want to make it clear. I'm also not asking when will it end. Okay, great. Yeah, I've only asked it once. Right. Um, we both asked it after. No, wait. I mean, okay. Jigsaw was fucking. Jigsaw depressing. Did take yeah, the wind out of my sails. Yeah. But um, it was nice. It was like we'll move on to MVPs right now. But I just want to say the you could feel the boozman was back we've said it before but that's how that's how i want to end this like great. summary is that boozman's back and boozman's great great okay most valuable player who's your pick who was the best individual character in spiral i'm i'm gonna give it to zeke okay i think this movie would have been a lot worse without i mean this movie opens with uh chris rock as zeke pretending to be a uh drug dealer or something where he makes jokes, uh, just dropping the R word and the N word. It's like, it's a it's a weird energy that I think only Chris Rock could really bring and make it be believable. And I think he he nails it the whole way through. Right, because there's that thing where like we don't want to like the protagonist of these movies. There is basically never ever objectively a good guy and we we, we there's enough care, texture to zeke and again performance wise chris rock who is not a great actor far outshines almost really stands quite high amongst the the repertoire the repertory cast of the yeah. soft films he, he, we really get a sense of zeke as like a broken down shitty mean He's, guy who's not a monster but definitely like very much compromised by the world around him yeah like he is a compromised figure and like we've had ever since hoffman took over as the protagonist we've had a huge like lull in oh i really am like want this character to endure the torture or i want this i like i haven't really felt like i wanted anyone to do anything especially eight which was like the shittiest cast ever collected for a saw movie and it's it's like really 
awesome to have Samuel Jackson. Yeah, well, Chris I mean, Rock. This, this takes us back to four, really. And, and yeah. this, this, as a spoiler, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this in a minute. But like, Rig is my favorite character, probably in the franchise, because in four, it's all about like this cop. He isn't a monster. He isn't the worst guy in the world. But he cop, has, and that's about he, it. He's deeply compromised. He can't distinguish between what is his responsibility and what needs to happen in the world. And the fact that he will not ever step back from that is what leads him. And, and the whole thing with like Jigsaw showing rig, this is how I see the world under like, I'm going to ask you to not be you for a minute. Like in two where it's like mm, just Detective yeah. Eric Matthews, just stopping a fucking jack off for an hour and you'll be fine. Just right. don't be a jack off for an hour. And he's a jack off and rig. He's like, just stopping a fucking jack off and it's nothing's going to, nothing will happen. Go with your wife. Yeah. And Rig can't say no. Cherish your life. Right. Go with your wife. So while Eric Matthews is just like a huge garbage bag man, awful, Rig, I think, is the, the one of the is probably the most compelling figure until Zeke. So yeah, I would say Zeke is a nice return to form where yeah. you're right. With Hoffman, we're just watching him try to out chess and outmatch his his, his pursuers and his yeah. Jill Tucks. But anyway, so you give to Zeke. I'm gonna give it to Shank. I want to give it to Shank. Really? Max Miguel as Shank. Interesting. I think uh it's the biggest question for me is in a post jigsaw world, who takes that spot and i think this was a compelling interesting experience and i think that uh i'm excited to see what happens next and i love that they chose for me the problem with jigsaw and i'm not this is not an insult to the great tobin bell we discussed this though jigsaw's personal politics range from democratic socialist to arch libertarian to completely incomprehensible (laughs) um yeah he's all over the place the fact that like this new guy's like here's my thing a corrupt cop shot my father in front of me i'm gonna take down this whole system from the inside that centers this next thing and if shank if max Mengele had not pulled off that performance i think it would be very troubled so i want to give him a tip of the hat with that charles we must we must we got a rank we got a rank um and this is hard because there's lots of numbers yes and i'm gonna pull up i gotta be thank i gotta be thankful for one thing though with the exception of uh the last three they do are just one through six yeah that makes things much like i couldn't even keep track of the fucking uh pirates of the caribbean movies so this will make things much easier okay so can i just dive in with mine yeah, can you look get... at your? Can you do a little bit of work? I don't want to cut to you. And you're like, whoa, whoa. there's just so many. That's Who my, can pick? That's my thing. It's terrible. Well, you okay. know, okay, your let's, thing is. Let's just do it together. Your thing is, you look at the computer, like, oh my god, we're coming up on 54 minutes. I gotta no, get because, out because of here. we have, well, because I have a life to live, and we what have, do you have a life? What? Shut the fuck up. You're we're you're at work right now. I think technically. No. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's not at work. No, he's not. And I see you winking. You keep winking. Okay. My number one Saw movie. My number one. Actually, I'll start start with nine and work my way down. Oh. This is honestly, uh, which one are you going to choose? Jigsaw. Yeah, I'm also going Jigsaw. Jigsaw is a mistake. Yes. It is the wrong way to reboot this franchise. It is a dead end. And again, after an unbroken seven-year run of Saw movies, to come back like, you know, seven years later with a movie where clearly enthusiasm dipped, even with a strong box office, that they're like, how do we even do a nine after Jigsaw that's in the vein of Jigsaw? Because where do you go from there it's just a very weak entry as we said it it retcons a lot of stuff once again for jigsaw that makes jigsaw less compelling it raises more questions about who the fuck built the original stuff it just it's useless i wish it didn't exist yeah okay. no I, I agree it's it's uh 
Number eight, and I think we're on the same page here too. Saw 3D sucks. Yeah, Saw it's 3D a sucks. bad movie. I want to give it a little more credit than eight because, again, as we said, the fucking twist in eight is the worst. And even though it looks shitty, I do appreciate the like level of practical effects, even though they're not great. Like at least some of that shit was fun to watch people get torn apart. Where eight, I it's so boring in terms of what it looks like. So at least like. Seven is the most bright, the most colorful, the most goopy, and uh, it definitely ekes out a, a second place to last victory for yeah. me. Yeah. Now, this is where I assume we may be diverging. Yeah, and this is also where I assume that I don't really remember what's going on. Okay, so in my opinion, for sheer... And and, and I want to be very clear, at this point, the rest of these movies I all like. We've gotten yeah, the two that I don't like out that. of the way, so the next seven I like. Yeah. I would put Saw 5, third to last, because for me, it's a very plot-heavy, very – it, it pits Hoffman against Straum, which I would argue I don't think anyone gun to head would say is the most compelling battle in all of the movies. Five is a little more lowercase than the other ones. It's a little bit more moody, and I just don't cherish it or any of its traps that strongly. What do you cherish your life, though? I, I fucking love my freaking okay, life. good. Yeah. Um, so I would say five for me is third to the bottom because while it's a competent entry, it doesn't have any of the fireworks that I've come to expect from a Saw movie. And I would argue the, the remaining movies all uh, far transcend even the heights of five. Yeah, I, I'm going to put six in that spot for me. Okay. For, for me, it, I think it really comes down to that one franchise building mistake, which is really how we're ranking these and to, to sort of give a reason for Amanda's and this is going to come up later when I tell you what my like when we get to the top three uh saw three for me the ending was incredible and to tarnish that with this like over explained backstory about Amanda and Hoffman really didn't do it for me yeah um and while I agree that five which is coming in next uh is a slow burn it's got a lull I think it fits more in the sawverse and I uh, I, I I don't know. There's, there is a fun thing with six with the whole like coming hard at... That was the insurance one, right? Six is the insurance yeah. one. I, I like that it goes hard at its thing, but I also sort of like the simplicity and just sort of... I don't know. The it, it six had some problems for me, so I'm okay. I'm, I'm going six five. Okay, so so in that case, that, that works out fine for me because my my fourth to last, and I, I have it typed out now, so I won't get confused. Great. My my fourth to last is six. Yeah. I think six is. It feels it feels as we talked about at the time the most like a late franchise entry. It takes a lot of different tones, but ultimately the traps are fantastic. The twist worked for me, and I I had more fun watching it than five because I thought that it was sort of like, you know. Uh, it manages to surprise me in a way that five, I think five is just not surprising to me and six at the very least surprised me, but they're neck and neck. They're both competent movies that I yeah. enjoyed watching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. so, so right now we are down to, we have chosen five, six, seven, and eight, correct? Um, yes. So we have, so we're on the same page one, here two, now. Three, four, nine to this go. is where I'm interested to see what your pick for this is. My, uh, fifth to last is spiral. Because in my mind, I think it is a very promising continuation of four movies that I love. And in my mind, it's like it's exciting for me because I think nine sets up a, a good it, it is a flawed but very enjoyable movie that recaptures the spirit of the best part of the series. Does it transcend that? I don't know. 
I don't think so. Ultimately, I think that I'm not asking it to, for it to transcend it. I'm mm-hmm. saying get me back in that zone. And I think placing fifth on that list for me is a huge compliment. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm sort of torn because I, I, on the one hand, I, 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 for me, it's between Spiral and another one, which I'm going to get to. But I think Spiral, I liked. You made a great point that it doesn't try to introduce Tobin Bell, but Tobin Bell is really good. So I think I'm also going to put Spiral here because while it continues the franchise, which had pretty much been killed, it resurrects it in such a beautiful way, but it doesn't quite contain the same magic that you have when you're watching the original four movies. Yeah. So this part, I think we need to both do our top four as one comment because it's going to get very messy otherwise. Okay. So basically, we're now down to the first four Saw movies, which are, I would say inarguably one of the finest franchise runs we've ever watched on this show. If these four movies did not work tremendously, it would be very, this would have been a slog. And instead, I think we've had an incredible joie de vivre. This has never been a death march. And we have, as listeners know, we have Mm -hmm. very much gone down the wrong path frequently. And this was, I get the Terminator verse is a fucking disaster. Die hard. Uh, Die hard gets really rough. Cars, just the worst Austin Powers well Austin Austin Powers 3 was one of our favorites so I don't but it was a slog otherwise I don't know okay so here's how I rank I love gold gold member I wish he would fight Saw okay here are my top four three two one four wow you want to break that down a little bit I'll break it down a little bit um three has this quality that Three is a preamble to four. Like, once you've watched four, it is, in my mind, impossible to treat three as a standalone. Because four, my favorite Saw movie, four delivers a twist to a franchise that I've never seen before. It is a triumphant, jaw-dropping, it it both resolves questions from one and two, but also concludes three with a finality that is so psychotic and bizarre and wonderful that three to me will always be ancillary to four three is the lead up to four i'm trying to remember can you just remind me the twist of four the twist of four is that we find out that the events of three are happening at the same time as four okay so at the end of three jeff is trapped in the horrible operating chamber with his dead wife and and a having killed jigsaw and again at the end of the day jeff killed jigsaw which is so funny and like if you think about it <laughs> so the end of four, that is funny. a, a when, man named jeff right when straum we, we don't really know where straum is in relation to everything else he's in a different timeline and is trapped in the end of three it's like holy fucking shit and then we finally see the the you know uh, as rig gets to the end of his game you know that's where we see detective eric matthews who would have survived otherwise with one second to go rig fucks it all up and everyone dies and it's fucking glorious and donnie's head turns into tomato soup um two is like sets up the, the the group saw experience and it's just an unforgettable movie yeah i mean needle pit needle pit it's you know amanda the big twist with amanda is, is phenomenal needle pit is just maybe again end of the day very hard to fuck with that and obviously three gives us pig juice lest we go too far without saying that i put one in second because one to me is like it's a visionary brilliant movie but it sets up a franchise that ultimately takes it to a greater height and i would say four where in my mind both the climax which is the best in the entire franchise but also the emotional journey of rig where jigsaw seems to really be like i'm really trying to show you something here and there's a way where you could avoid all of this. 
and he doesn't. Yeah. I think that emotionally is fascinating. I think I, I really like that part of it is that four is one of the few, I think it's the the best distillation of Jigsaw's ethos without it getting as political as it does in the other ones where it is just about like chill. Like not that he's not anti-cop. He's just like, stop being bad at this and just slow down. And I think it is the best version of that before it becomes like, you well, sold this man a bad mortgage. But the thing, the thing with five also is like five is like he literally is angry at drug addicts because one of them smushed his baby. Right. And, and it's like yeah. the more we reveal about Jigsaw, the mystery goes away. So four, it feels like it's that perfect. tears on that edge yes. of like who is this individual? This who's in this worldview? So I, I think four is emotionally nuanced, politically nuanced, uh, from a film from a, just a basic structural standpoint transcendent for any genre work i've ever seen before i think four is the culmination of the series to me wow that's that's the pinnacle and nine again i think has the promise to lead us back down that route with shank as a very compelling character with a very clearly established set of morals and ideas we can get back to four but i love a series where it takes a middle of the pack entry to really exemplify the most you can wring out of a very good idea Mm-hmm. Um, we have totally different top fours. So you, yours was from top to bottom four, one, two, three. Four, one, two, three. Correct. Mine is one, four, two, three. Okay. Yeah. And I think that sort of like sort of shows the difference between the two of us. You know. Yeah. You know that's why we'd be a good uh, team of criminals, not because of our sizes. Oh, but great. I, I wanted to bring that up this time just to make Thank it very you. clear. Right. But because we each have... I'm a, not that fat. We have the same end goal. Do you think I'm fat? No. I have a belly. I'm telling I know you, that. it's not about our sizes. We're the same you height. You keep bringing up the sizes. <laughs> I'm not, you I, brought it up originally. You brought it back now. I don't want... I just wanted to make it clear that it wasn't You're about You're so this. thin. Anyone is fatter than I know. Than you. I understand that. All humans are fatter than I you. I understand that. It's, Listener, fuck squad member. You are fatter than me. I get yes, that. Okay. You're the one who's like, oh, it's cold when it's like 50 degrees out. Right, I know that there are problems. It's pathetic. Yes. Okay, fine. My point is this, that we both have the same end goal, but we go about it a little bit. We bring something to the table. Okay, just fucking explain. Stop it. I let you speak for minutes. You're not talking about the movies. I am telling you that this is good, that we both agree... And we have a totally different understanding of it because you, we have different please, needs, yes, Josh. Will we you have please, different needs. Rather than talking about talking about it, would you share with us well, your rationale? For your top four. So I think one is a great scrappy W led by two big W's, but it has a huge L with the third act, third section with the guy from Lost kidnapping, being a torturer, but not really like he doesn't earn the fact that he wants to torture these people because he's also a game player. You eat Zep. It's all about Zep with you. It's all about Zep. And by the way, just just before we get too far away from this, we want to point out that Nine does have the best abductions maybe yeah. in the series they so figured far. It out. They finally figured it Remember out. Which was it, three or four, where she's like watching TV of herself watching That's four. TV. Yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, it's the wrong direction. No, is going. it three? No, that's, no, it's four. It's four. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one, I think, is very good. It's a great starting point, but ultimately it is the weakest of the top four because it has some, it's long, it's got structural problems. It takes away from its own power by loosening the flow and, and just bogging shit down. With I didn't need it. Then I go to four, which 
and the top three are all very close. I love me at four. Rig is incredible. The head explosion is awesome. I think, though, for me, watching one to two to three to four, and maybe it's because it's a franchise and I'm getting sort of used to the flow of it, the ecstasy that I felt after watching two, like that twist, and we have to acknowledge that these are all twist movies. And I think you could rank, maybe that's how I'm ranking them, the, the successfulness of the twist is honestly probably the same as the the success of the movie. That's fair. Where like the twist in 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 Spiral or in uh, Jigsaw sucked. The tr- yeah, a truly the twist in repellent seven one. Yeah, sucks. The twist in six for me was worse than the twist in five. So it's like the twist is very important. And when you fucking watch Donnie be a dumbass for a whole movie to then realize that all the events that you thought were taking place at the same time were actually taking place at different times, like that to me was so incredible. And how it related to Saw 1. So not only did it have a great twist, it had a great callback. Yeah, I mean, the, re- the return to the Saw 1 set at the end of Saw 2 feels like a victory lap. I, like in the same yeah. way that you say you cheer at the end of Saw 1 when Tobin stands up. like Every that's single in, time Jigsaw stands up, I'm like, this fucking When Saw 2 returns to Saw 1, I'm just like, that is how you franchise. That is how it works. So I really like to... And... Uh, I so that I think the rig story is maybe my favorite story, but in terms of movie and how it relates to the Sawverse as a whole, it's it it doesn't succeed the way that two does for the twist and for Donnie and for three. I, I must I don't know what it is. I must I, maybe I should watch more soap operas, but the ending of three, I'm just fucking in ecstasy watching the four of them all talk to each other about shit that they aren't being fully honest with each other, and everything could be resolved that they're all just like more talking but there's so many feelings and the way jigsaw's like amanda why is she so important to you she isn't important to me why is she so important to you and i love that stuff that's so fucking good yeah i mean again i i it's so it feels like insane to say this about a saw movie but saw three is deeply emotionally nuanced right and 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 one of the it presents a space we've never been in before where we're in the people in limbo waiting for the game to be resolved at the end of the game, as we find out, are all trapped in this very, you know, household drama like It's so good. Yeah. And so like the sub twist of that one is that like, oh, we think that she's cheating on somebody else, but they're married. Like that's an okay twist, but when it all relates to how Amanda and John work together and how Amanda and Lynn have to work together and how Jeff and Lynn were working together and have Jeff and Amanda like all of them have their own lines connecting to other geometry is fucking impeccable yeah and again the, the lazy it. criticism of these movies are oh it's torture porn oh it's just endless and it's like no they they took a lot of time in in, in the core of this series to develop very interesting interpersonal dynamics so that are good. richly developed and explored so, so yeah um, mine is uh three two four one Fair enough. And, and uh, the guy, uh, Jeff is great. We love Jeff. Angus, <laughs> whatever, Jeff. Is McFadden, I think. Um, okay, so we do, we do have to talk about one thing, which we have not yet talked about, that is, as far as I see, the weirdest, unless I missed something in 6 and 7, do we ever find out what happened to Eric Matthews' daughter? I mean, yeah, so we do. She, okay. I don't know. What, there, she's included in an end, a post-credit sequence. No, I know, but, but Amanda says don't trust Hoffman in right. that scene. So the, I, Hoffman ass- has abducted Eric Matthews' daughter. Do we ever find out what Hoffman does with her? Yes, the timeline is that he uses her to show that he's a good cop. And then, I, I mean, we don't know what happens because her right. parents are dead. 
That's what I'm saying. Oh. I'm, I know that we see him say, I've got a daughter. You wouldn't, it's a long story, which is a great moment in the series. Where he's, yeah, he's a stolen very Jeff's good, daughter. We never find out what happens no, to her. No, she, he used, he, after the events of Saw 4. But like, take, does she go, but, but it's weird to me she never comes back into the Oh, interesting. She point. always just seems to as a MacGuffin to me. It's a weird MacGuffin, though, because... A living creature, yeah. Normally, right. they're just like a clock or a box of candy or something. Yeah. I thought that was a weird loose end of the series. Like That, that left me with hmm. thoughts where I'm like, you, you've introduced this character who has played an integral part in the right. story, and that's just kind of, she kind of just goes at some point. So Hoffman only used her as leverage one time? I, mean, I, I think this is when we started getting into the second half of the series, which are all at the bottom, where they didn't care enough. Like, for me, I would have really played up especially given that time has been such an important twist and factor in this franchise. Like I would have showed the autopsy scene one more time where we like, Oh, now that's a, that's a marker that we're back rather than just leaving it loose. Or like, okay, I guess we've, because the events of saw four and five and six are all sort of around the same time. And I think they just sort of stopped caring. So like the daughter is, used... it, it just seems like it could be a fertile thing that they, they set hey, aside. Baby saw 10. Okay, uh, bring her back, babe. Bring this back is Jeff's the thing. Daughter. We have um, Charlie's dad, Jeff. Shank, yeah. Shank, who watched his dad die at the hands of a cop. Yeah. Uh, we have Jeff's daughter. Yeah. Who watched her parents die at the hands of Jigsaw and cops? Right. Great new Jigsaw. Like maybe we learned through flashbacks in Saw Ten that she was also behind the scenes. During Saw 9, Spiral Book of Saw. Bum, bum, bum. Okay, well, so... we have to... You're forgetting one thing. I know it's been a long time. It's been nine episodes since we've ended a franchise. Yeah. And we didn't do this for Cars. So it's actually been 15 episodes since we've ended a franchise. Wow. Series MVP. No, I know. And so, Series yeah. MVD. Okay, so let's dispense with these relatively straightforward leaks. We've, we've given this a lot of time and effort. Um... I think at the end of the day, if you don't have a great villain, you don't you you have a bad horror series. And yeah. I think it would be psychotic to not give Tobin Bell and his Obviously. performance as Jigsaw as the MVP. It's obvious. If he if he didn't work, none of this would matter. No. He, and he he is compelling and mysterious the entire time. He becomes so delightfully cartoonish in a good way. Like even when the later entries get a little wackier, it's still like you know if Tobin Bell is in the scene, it's he's going to be great. Even if he's wearing a silly outfit and he's only in that one scene. That's the best scene in that movie. Yes. I mean, Saw 3D, again, is a, a pretty terrible movie. But yes, Jigsaw's uh, What's Up My Fellow Teens outfit <laughs> is mind-blowing. And it's so funny. I also give it to, to Jigsaw because yeah. there are many great characters. Um, but he is in most of the movies. He's always good. And I think the worst parts of this, like the good parts of the franchise are him being unclear about why he's doing it. And that's sort of like his only downfall. But... When he's on, to, when he when he's on, like this is a villain that well, I, I our, want. Our shared obsession with three and four, he's so majestic as the marionette puller in three and four, from swallowing the wax covered tape to, I mean, just uh, he's th- that that the crux that emotionally fraught those two entries. Yeah. he's just excellent. At. I've, I, he, I got two in a row MVPs for me. Yeah, and I almost gave him three in a row, but then I he just would have deserved it. But yeah, big yeah. win for you! Congrats, Tobin Bell. You are yeah. fantastic. You will get the award in the mail. Yes, we have mailed Very it to you to your house. We wrote to Hollywood, care of Tobin Bell. Um, most valuable death. This is a hard one because there's there's dozens. so many. Um, I mean, we have to give a special non-death MVD to Pig Juice. Yeah, Pig Juice best best trap. Pig Juice. Well, no, Needle Pit. 
Needle Pit for really? me is the best trap. That's incredible. That's something so simple for. I, I think it's because you saw it in theaters with your brother. Yes, but then that's, that's that is the magic of movies. Not, I mean, I'm not knocking it. Like that is a very important. I part think of Needle you. Pit is a full body visceral reaction. It is. Well, there's lots of fucked up stuff in the series. That is. It's shot so well. Amanda just shrieking and swinging her fucking needle filled arms. I mean, it's just like. It's good, but she doesn't die. So that's again, we're right. Giving so it I'm to saying the, in the pig juice realm. Yeah, but I mean, pig juice is a close second because it's just like. It's mind blowing that it exists. Pig juice is amazing. I, right. I think it's 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 more like I'm cackling in delight, not revulsing in horror. And like and like needle needle pit makes me like yeah, want yeah, to yeah. crawl out of my skin. And pig juice is like Mwah. like right. this is this just good work. Good work. We love the pig juice. I mean, this is also an, I think a no brainer if you'll forgive the pun. But my MVD goes to the head smash. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the most striking moment in the movies. I think for a yeah. franchise that just thrives on extended pain to have so abrupt and hysterical and then also it's like you know in three the question is well are we ever gonna see donnie Wahlberg again we thought he was out (laughs) they're shooting four and like wait we can work donnie back in and they give you know the the character who basically led us through you know that first chunk of the franchise this incredible outro in the most ridiculous i i mean just sheer absurdity and it's it, 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 that 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 razor edge and horror of the funny the silliest thing you've ever <laughs> right. seen and, it's and hard the to most like holy shit that's that is fucked up yeah i'm sad to say goodbye to saw i yeah. cannot wait for saw 10 i yeah. love this i loved love this is one of, this is maybe my favorite series we've done yeah we've i we've said it a few times um but i think overall this was the most fun especially we've gone back to recording in person we've gone back to watching in person i think that was a very good timing to sort of hit the end of this series together but watching i watched them all by myself those first four and i felt like i was you know a boy discovering masturbation like that's beautiful i discovered a secret that no one else knew about and it was the most like really exciting it was one of those exciting movie like movie experiences of my life that's really beautiful. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. All right. So with that, we will say thank you for listening to our, our Saw series. After nine weeks, it is over. Yeah. I'm sad to see it go. Charles, our next series. Well, yeah. We decided to, we to switch it, it to another gear. Right. We were sick of cops. We're sick of, um, what were you calling them? They were like loud and arrogant and uh, loose cannons, maybe. Loose cannon rogue right. cops running off the, doing their own thing. No, yeah. we love that. What are you talking about? We love that. We just wanted it to be fun. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we were like, what if it was fun? <laughs> so next up, the um, Buck, buckle up, we got baby. Uh, wait, it's fucking up? rush hour. Oh right, it's rush hour. It, well, we're baby, gonna figure it out hour. why it's called rush hour. We it's still, rush hour. We're gonna figure it out because Jintaro says it's rush hour. Right, and then we stopped watching the movie. Yeah, we turned it off. Yeah, like, yeah that's, that's our movie. rule. Yeah. That's no, the, yes. Next up, your... we're watching Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan in the rush hour films because you gotta laugh, baby. One, two, three. All right. See you next week. Follow us on Patreon. And if you wake up in a dank basement chained to something, you're going to die. All right. We are we're recording. We're recording? Yep. Getting to the spiral, spiral time in America. One, two, three, looks good. Put this on the camping mat. 
Okay. Slash nap. That's the nap palace. <coughs> See, now who's coughing? It's not mine. Okay. I think it's yours. All right. All right, ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, ready? 